Welcome to Beyond the Forecast, the Two Works View podcast that's going to continue on for the next couple of months. We'll be talking about in-depth weather stories, about uh, mental health and how the weather impacts the mental health aspect of our lives, and, and disaster preparedness, plus many other topics. If you ever want to hear about a certain topic, please email us at weather at kjrh.com where we will take you beyond the forecast. I have the pleasure of joining me today, Stephen Strum, the Vice President of Long Range Forecasting with DTN. And Stephen is here. He's been with us in the past. He's a great uh, interview to talk about long range forecasting. And what we're going to talk about today is the upcoming spring. You know, first, welcome, Stephen, to this Beyond Thanks, the Mike. Forecast. Great to be here again. It really is great to have you here. Let's get right into it and talk about last spring, was ridiculous. That was insanity. Wouldn't you agree? It, it, well, you know, I think it was officially our highest tornado total on record for Oklahoma. But yeah, that we had that stretch from what was it, late April through May, that was just really, really amazing. I mean, we had a number of just incredibly huge tornado outbreaks that uh, you know really impacted a large portion of the state, and we haven't seen anything like that in, in several years. And uh, I think it was just only what twenty fourteen that we had our all time record low with like sixteen tornadoes. Mm-hmm. So. And we've had the both extremes here in a in a five year span. Which this year have we seen a shift in the pattern at all, or are we still in the same flow as we were last spring? It's fairly similar. Uh, we we do have a little bit more of a northward shift in the overall regime to what it was last spring in 2019, but we're still in the same scenario where we had a uh, general trough in the northwestern U.S. southeastern ridge, which has been dominant all winter long. And so the obvious result of that is a lot of southwest flow aloft, and that's one of the main ingredients that you need to have severe weather outbreaks in this part of the country. So we have that piece already in place, and the question will be whether we can maintain that uh, during the heart of the spring uh, severe weather season and also incorporate a lot of moisture from the Gulf this year. You know, we look back to just past December, and I felt like, or in January as well, it felt like we hadn't really just we left we picked up right where we left off back in last May uh, with a you know an active severe weather pattern. Now we've taken a little break, but I feel like you know they could just pick up at any point in time. Right. You know I think the pattern you know going forward here into the early part of the spring is going to be uh, definitely one that's going to be a little bit more winter like. We're going to see more northwesterly flow, more shots of cold air, and so I don't think we're going to see a lot of severe weather here besides possibly those you know, cold front type passages where you get, you know, a QLCS kind of thing, or you just have a big squall line and little embedded tornadoes or something like that. But um, the overall pattern through, I think, March at least, isn't going to be very favorable for, you know, widespread severe weather. But I think it will change uh, again by late April or early May. And we are going to likely once again have that favorable southwest flow regime set up again uh, that could produce another active spring. The, the, it may be a little bit, again, more northward shifted this year where we could see uh, the core of the activity be maybe more in Kansas and up towards Nebraska. And we might be more on the southern end of it down here instead of being right in the heart of it like we were last year. Uh, so that might be a little bit of a difference this year. But it could, again, be a very active late April, May period, once again, with a very similar pattern in place. I felt like once it ended last year, it was done. I mean, we pretty much were quiet there for a couple of uh, weeks, months. Um, you know, is this going to be a short one? I mean, at least the way we look at right now, or is this something that might extend on into the summer? Yeah, right now the pattern looks to be favorable really just for May in terms of having a really favorable setup with both the Southwest flow loft, as well as a very, very favorable, uh, you know, South uh, flow at the low levels out of the Gulf to bring that moisture up in here. And as we head into June, it looks like we are going to see the Ridge kind of shift back over us. We're going to kind of lose that flow off the Gulf 
and and this trend hotter and drier. Uh, you know, and so at this point in time, it looks to be kind of again a condensed severe weather season um, this year, and so not one that's going to probably extend into summer, but. But, uh, you know, again, it could be very intense while it does, you know, occur mm-hmm. during that, uh, you know, four to five week period in uh, late April and into, you know, late May. Now, last summer was beautiful. Uh, we didn't deal with much in the way of heat. I mean, it was hot. Summer is always hot, but it right. wasn't, wasn't 110 degrees for 10 days or straight, which was awesome. What about this summer? Early preview of, you know, what could we potentially be looking at? So odds are really high. We're going to be hotter than average. But last summer was too. And the main driver last summer was we had all the heavy rain in the spring, and so we had a lot of high soil moisture. And for the most part, there's that kind of regime here where if the grass is green in July and August, you're not going to hit 100 degrees. You're going to be, you know, 97, 98 and humidity and, you know, that kind of thing. But usually you stay below 100, and that was the case last summer. And we are, again, kind of going into spring with a high soil moisture. We likely will, again, we'll see an active May with uh, above average rainfall. And so uh, the, the main question will be this here is that we could potentially transition to a La Nina later this year. That's still kind of questionable. Typically, if that does happen, the uh, pattern does trend a lot drier during the second half of the summer and hotter overall. We tend to see that uh, main ridge axis kind of go from the southeast like it is now to more over Texas. And so we tend to have a hotter, drier end of summer season. And so if that happens this year, uh, you know, we could possibly see a pretty hot August that would see, you know, a number of 100 degree days, unlike last year. Um, But likely because of our wet start that we have now, the wet stormy spring, probably at least the first half of summer, much like last year, will be, you know, it may be warm, it may be above normal, but likely, you know, not not in the hundreds, uh, at least through the middle of July, maybe, maybe through the end of July but uh, some risk for a kind of a, a hot burst at the end of summer this year. That wouldn't be good. I'm not a fan of the extreme heat, nor am I a fan of extreme cold. So obviously Oklahoma provides all of the above. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. So, you know, far as the pattern is concerned, you know, we used to see a lot of marches with some big snowfalls. Uh, that's something we've been lacking as well. I mean, obviously we've been in a drought for snow, but even going back even further than that, this March just hasn't produced that big snowfall. Is there anything that you see in particular that might be the cause of that or might see that change at all? It really has just been the, the overall track that we've seen for most of the storms in the last decade or so. I think our last big March storm was maybe in uh, March 2010, I think somewhere back around there. Okay. Um, 2009 and 10, I think both had uh, you know a, a decent March uh, snowfall. So it's been you know about a decade, really. Um, again, but we've been about a decade without any snow at all for the most part. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> this is true. This but, is true. Uh, but uh, yeah, the pattern again uh, is going to be likely staying pretty active, like you know, with this weekly kind of storm regime that we have right now into March, uh, at least into early March. And so I think we are going to have opportunities for you know another snowfall event here going forward here for the next four or five weeks. If we can kind of sync that up with a colder air, that'll be also coming in about once a week going forward here. So we'll have an opportunity. Whether we can get the uh, cold air to come in at the same time the storm passes by will be, you know, hard to say. But certainly I think we'll have a chance this year, a better one than last year at least, okay. uh, given the current pattern. Now, you know, the, as we look at climate, and you know, it, it's definitely been warming uh, overall for the globe. Um, you know, in the long-range forecast, long-range models, what do we look at as far as the, the Earth warming? Do we see any signs of changes, or is that just kind of on an upward trend? So, you know, yeah, it's definitely going to be likely on a pretty steady upward trend for a while here, unless we have some type of dramatic event, you know, big volcanic eruption or, or something else happens. You know, the, 
the, the main thing is what the oceans are doing. That's the biggest reservoir of heat. And it takes a long time for you to see any type of large scale changes in, in ocean temperatures since it's, you know, it just has a very, very high heat capacity. So uh, the oceans have been warming steadily, you know, a couple of tenths of a degree every decade. And so, you know, that doesn't change very quickly. So, you know, something may happen a few decades from now, that's possible, but, you know, we already have so much warmth in the oceans now, we wouldn't likely see a dramatic change, uh, you know, over the course of a few years. And so there's a lot of sort of baked in heat already in the climate system that should keep this trend going, you know, for the next decade, uh, unless something changes pretty dramatically, you know, again, like a big volcanic eruption or, or something like that, that might provide a few years where we get a sharp drop in temperature uh, based on, on that kind of major, major climate event. But but uh, definitely, yeah, at least next decade, we're pretty on this pretty steady upward trend here, like we've been the past decade or two. All right, that's Stephen Strom, the Vice President of Long Range Forecasting with DTN. Uh, we appreciate you subscribing to this podcast. Again, we're going to be releasing this these uh, episodes about once a week, uh, generally around uh, the midweek, Tuesday or Wednesday. We have some really cool guests. Uh, of course, Stephen was the coolest one that we kicked off this series with. Uh, but we're going to be talking to some other great folks across the city and across the state and across the region nation about uh, severe weather, about mental health and weather. And of course, uh, details that you would like to hear about, you can always email us at weatheracadurage.com. Let us know and we'll, uh, we'll bring in a guest to talk about that topic uh, over the next com- coming months. So thanks for hopping in. Don't forget, you can always follow us at uh, Mike Collier WX on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, of course, Stephen Strump, give him a big thanks as well for helping us out today. All right, have a great one. We'll be back here next week.